Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Austin. We got a episode with Ryan this week. Before we jump into that, though, uh, let's talk about our sponsors, EclipseHolsters.com. Great company. If you guys are uh, looking to get into a new holster, uh, you're one of the thousands, millions, whatever it is now of new gun owners uh, during the, the uh, I guess, the panic you know, with COVID and everything, head on over to clipsholsters.com. Uh, Jess and her team will do a great job for you. They got all kinds of options, colors, prints, uh, anything you can think of, light bearing uh, and otherwise. Uh, you guys use our code PREPARED15. That's PREPARED15. Save yourself 15% off. They do everything from holsters to mag carriers. They do Kydex wallets. Need a dump tray for next to the bed. They got you covered. Uh, they, they sell belts now too. So whatever you guys need for all your carry considerations, head over to EclipseHolsters.com and uh, check them out. Also, exciting news for us here at Prepared Mindset is we have officially picked up our second sponsor, uh, MyMedic.com. If you're, you know, out there on the range, something happens, you need to be prepared, right? You need to have the medical, not even just the know-how, but the actual equipment to take care of something that might happen. And if you don't have a gun, you need to know what to do and have the stuff with you to take care of something that might happen. Uh, My Medic is a company founded uh, by a family that lost somebody very close to them uh, because there was a car accident and the bystanders didn't have the training or the equipment necessary that, that could have helped prevent that tragic loss of life. So head over to MyMedic.com. They got everything from a $3 ouch kit all the way up to multiple hundred dollar. Check out their MyFax. The, the, they... Uh, they hooked us up with a couple of the advanced kits. They got everything you could need from chest seals to a burn kit, uh, Dramamine and, and aspirin, just your basic stuff. It's a gr- great, great kit to keep in the car, keep in the backpack while you're out hiking. And if you use our discount code, Mindset20, you'll save 20% on your order. If you really want to be a couple of swell folks, you head over to our Facebook page. We actually have an affiliate link, so we get a little, little slice of that order. You help support the podcast and everything that we do here at Repaired Mindset. So uh, a big thanks to MyMedic.com. One more time, that's Mindset20. Save yourself 20% off on whatever you need for your first aid and trauma kit needs. And like I said, I got uh, Ryan on with me this week. Uh, Ryan was on... What was it? I don't know. Like last year? Uh, August or something like that. Something like that. No, because I went up north with you and Jake. You went up right after Jake was on. Yeah, so it was uh, September. It was like end of September, first week of October, something I think, like when that. you you had to be on. Somewhere around there. But and it, was, it was a little ways before you came up the first time. Yeah. So uh, we talked last time a lot about, uh, you know, hunting and stuff. And um, this time I actually got to kind of go out hunting with you we're out there uh sam came up uh we went out we did some land navigation stuff uh which was new for both of us really um and then yeah. uh also got out there did some some turkey hunting that was <laughs> that was interesting my dog hates that turkey call by the way it was the first so thing i did when i got home was put that thing in my mouth and chirp at him um <laughs> if you guys don't know the the hen calls for for turkey is uh just a little like i was it's like like weird duct tape and some like latex or something you shove on the roof of your mouth your mouth and it uh yeah uh i love it it scares (laughs) the shit out of him uh i don't do it all the time because that's mean but yeah yeah so we headed up to uh atlanta michigan to uh canada creek ranch creek ranch yeah yeah and you've been going there for like 
ever. Fucking ever, right? I was born there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we we are going to be up there helping some teach some folks how to do some land nav stuff uh, over the summer. So Sam wanted to get out and uh, and check it out and everything. I think you said even like some of it you hadn't even uh, walked part of that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's. I've been on like the trail. I never the the trail that we walked on the road that part i had never walked that before but going back from i think we went to that rye field the big one and then walked all the way back there i had walked back there before but not that far and going all the way across to the next rye field yeah so i've never been in there and dude that was that was a shitload of walking yeah as we put on 10.2 miles that day oh really yeah I, I tracked what we did in the, like, that afternoon block we're doing the land nav. I, yeah. I felt like complete shit for most of the morning, <laughs> and <laughs> then we went out again in the evening. Um, it, it's it's crazy, honestly, because we go up there, and it was, like, it was such a huge temperature change. Like, down here, it, it is what it is, you mm-hmm. know, for us normally. We went up there, and I remember we got up at, uh, it was, like, 5 or something. Sam got up. Hey, good morning. It's it like 27 degrees. degrees outside. I'm like, mother. <laughs> I was not prepared for, like, this, uh, like um, I have really bad sinus issues. Mm-hmm. This year, because of how bad the thing, you know, uh, temperature fluctuations been down here, I'd be on steroids for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had a two-week-long sinus headache. And I was, like, blowing my nose and blowing blood for, like, a month and a half. No, it was really weird. It freaked me the fuck out. Up there, even <laughs> during the sum- middle of the summer, it's pretty pretty crazy like temperature swings because there's nothing that holds heat yeah there's so much cement and everything in the cities that hold heat mm-hmm. and if you ever get a chance to like go someplace like that and then go to a city like you'll feel it yeah it's it, honestly it's it's pretty nice up there like i don't think i really looked at i mean i made a couple of posts for the instagram page but i wasn't mm-hmm. like scrolling through facebook i wasn't scrolling through instagram i wasn't texting you mm-hmm. know whatever it's actually really really nice just to get away it's nice that you don't have much cell service there either it does help so not that you don't necessarily want to talk to family or anything but it's oh i'm so sorry Mm -hmm. you know i i wanted to but i just didn't get the call i say that place is just far enough away to be to go there for the weekend and make it worth it yep but yet close enough or far or close enough to be there for the weekend and it's worth it but far enough away to not have to like go there and be like oh someone called and i gotta go home yeah so you're like nope see you sunday (laughs) so we went up and i this was your first was this your first time out turkey hunting or just the first time you pulled a tag uh first time turkey hunting there okay have you ever got one before somewhere else or yeah i usually do it down here dude i was i was pissed (laughs) i thought for sure we were like we were out there what like an hour and a half ish we heard those couple gobbles Mm -hmm. and it couldn't have been more than 150 yards away it sounded pretty close like mm-hmm. two of them maybe yeah there was two of them gobbling yeah and that was it mm-hmm. like we didn't hear a peep all morning and even in the evening we sat out there for what another two and a half hours ish something like that not a fucking sound yep i was like no this is gonna be it for sure for sure there ain't no way i mean we did set up kind of close to the rifle range in the evening so that might be our own fault I thought for sure we would hear something mm-hmm. like at least like get a peek at something or get them gobbling. And, you know, I mean, it felt good. I think, didn't we, we went out that night. Didn't they tell us that uh, a couple of the guys have been out, hadn't even heard anything yeah. all day. So we actually did pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We heard the gobbles in the morning. I mean, you're setting the bar pretty low, but yeah. you know, <laughs> all things considered, we did pretty good. And I, 
um, it, it is always like a learning experience for me, mm-hmm. not really knowing, you know, what the, is it still called scat if it's from a deer or is it just, or, you know, yeah. a deer or, or a turkey or whatever, but like, you know, what to look for mannerisms, like, and I don't know, cause you've done this before. So their, their eyesight, their hearing, you know, mm-hmm. and we know that the deer hear really well and that's why they're super hard to sneak up on. You basically gotta, mm-hmm. you know, sit in the, in the blind and, and wait and pray. <laughs> yeah. Um, and turkeys, not the same thing. Well, turkeys, they, they're like us. You know they can they can they can see color. Oh, so, they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, they see color. They can hear pretty much just as well as we can. Not a little bit better. Um, and they're a little bit more aware of their surroundings. Like deer will, if they smell you or they hear you, you know, they they put their head up and they're looking. Yeah. Like turkeys mess with you. You could. <laughs> you could walk right up to them and they just kind of keep doing what they're doing but they're walking away from you so like with i guess with a turkey like um i know one of the things we had talked about and we i think we saw in like uh, maybe an episode of meat eater or something is like a a deer you can like yell at them for a second and they'll stop and look before they take off yeah because they need they kind of want to know what's going on like if they're if they're in a full-out run Mm -hmm. scream at them now was that the same with the turkey no no (laughs) no because they're they're aware that you're there and, yeah, and they know they can get away from you. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like a deer, you know they, they don't see very well. As long as you stay still, they're not gonna. They're not really gonna see you. They might smell you and and hear you, but they just don't know where you're at. So that's mm-hmm. why when they get real skittish like that, and you yell, they try to stop and assess it. Where a turkey, they, it's just like you know driving down the road for like you and I. Well, say I thought for sure we would hit. We would have. Uh you know found something when uh when sam and i got up there it was seven ish six thirty mm-hmm. something on friday and we saw two of them just crossing the road right when we were pulling in it's like well this has gotta be a good sign <laughs> like you know for sure and, and i get i know um i think with any place up that way that kind of functions that way the animals know like because you see deer walking around by the cabins and stuff mm-hmm. and last time i was up there we saw like 12 turkeys across the street mm-hmm. and it's like well yeah, you can't shoot them here well duh because there's you know cabins and shit but I was like, okay, well, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're for, for sure. We're going to see something tomorrow. <laughs> Nothing. It's, uh, it kind of gives you like a finer appreciation for it. Um, so in the morning we did a little bit of spot and stock, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed a little bit more. Um, but then laying down, just waiting in the evening, I was like. That takes <laughs> a lot of discipline. <laughs> yeah, it killed me. I was yeah. like, man, what the hell? Like, I mean, tr- when I first <laughs> started doing it, it was really tough. I only did it with deer. So, yeah. like, you know, you sit there, and I would only make it maybe a couple hours, and then I had to get up, yeah, move around, just getting antsy. But once you start kind of, like, seeing deer, and you kind of get that, like, any second now. That, like, happen. little, like, yeah, like appreciation or, or yeah, like, you, that payoff. You get that, that discipline in you to sit and say, So, like, like with deer, how long will you sit and, and wait? I've done all-day sits before. <laughs> like, what, like eight hours? Almost. Um, this past year, I went out opening day, and I did a an, an all day sit. I went out in the morning. Um, I got out there probably around six. Mm-hmm. Got in the tree stand, and I stayed there till about ten. And then I got up, went back to the truck. My dad was hunting in the same general area. He came back. He was actually leaving that morning. 
And so I parked right next to him and went up and met with him. And I had a sandwich. <laughs> and I got another one in my truck. I grabbed it. And then I went back to the stand and I sat there until about probably about 6 o'clock. And did you see anything? No, nothing. Damn, man. Because I don't, yeah, I, that, that's, that's a lot. That's like one of the handful of times I did a, an all day. Yeah. So. And does it usually like work out that way or does it? Uh, yeah. I mean, when you've gotten a deer, <laughs> does it work out like from an all day sit or is it kind of a mixed bag? Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. It's, it's, you know, when you're hunting, no matter what you're hunting for, if the, the the amount of time you sit there it could be five minutes and it yeah. could be five hours but it's that one one special moment that every that the stars align yeah that you've got it it, it worth it you've only got seconds <laughs> it was cool though like really I, I got real excited when we heard something i was like holy shit like this you is know? working <laughs> and well yeah and you're like you're calling to them and they're calling back to you mm-hmm. that like communication right mm-hmm. and you talked about that yeah. You know, we're up there kind of explaining it. It's kind of the cool part, right? Yeah. When you can call them in, you can, well, I mean, ideally call them in. We sure as hell didn't. But <laughs> I also, like, I, always, I felt bad, too. Yeah, I didn't I, call them in. <laughs> I felt like um, like you and Sam were doing, like, great. And I was, like, following you guys. And, like, I felt like I was making a shitload of noise and everything. I'm like, God damn it. Like, no matter where I, like, I stepped, I was, like, snapping branches and stepping on shit. I'm like... There ain't no way anything's coming over here. I'm loud as fuck. <laughs> Actually, I was ready to throw Sam's jacket up in a tree. <laughs> Sam's jacket? Yeah. Was making a lot of noise? Yeah. When his jacket, when he moves his arms, that's like numero oh, really? uno, number one, do not do when you're hunting is have a jacket. He goes, whoosh, 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 whoosh. Oh, yeah, because he was wearing his, um, I don't know, like BDUs or whatever from when he was in the military that were, they're insulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had... Dude, he had everything. Like, he was all set. He had, like, the camelback. You can mm-hmm. hear the headlamps and everything. Like, he was ready to go. I felt pretty pretty uh, out of it. It was better than the last time I was up there. Yeah. At least I had, like, waterproof shoes and stuff this time. And uh-huh. I got the, um, what is it, like, the cold gear from, like, Under Armour and stuff. And that was, like, the difference maker for me, honestly, in the morning. Mm-hmm. I can't even No, I would have froze my ass off <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it was pretty chilly when we got going in the morning. Honestly, like, it, it – and it – it lightened up pretty quick, mm-hmm. you know, but like I kind of start to understand what you guys are getting at when you tell me you got to get out there before first light. Cause I got there what, like five forty-five, somewhere between that and six. Right. And then probably that first half hour, like it was loud out there. Like yeah. if you stop and, and, and take a minute to listen, like, I was like, what the hell is that? Like, oh, coyotes howling. I'm like, it's six in the morning, <laughs> you know, and the birds start waking up and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's actually really cool. And we heard those, uh, the grouse or something oh yeah the rough grouse yeah doing that yeah on the logs or something Mm -hmm. that was weird yeah they do that on their chest on their chest see i was thinking because we read was it the ranch house or something Mm -hmm. we read about it and i was i thought it was them beating it against a log i didn't realize it was like their chest they use the the log as kind of a something to amplify it okay i thought like honestly first time i heard it i think i told you guys i was like i thought it was sam's stomach yeah i thought he was just hungry as shit or something and that's what was making the noise but then it kept happening i'm like what, what is that mm-hmm. and you could hear him on one side and the other well yeah because we were starting to point around we're like okay where is this and mm-hmm. 
like okay so then it was we figured out it was like two of them calling back and forth to each other which, which again cool that's not really what we were out there for because there's a season for those mm-hmm. yeah is that what does that fall, under? fall what does that fall under like small game or foul or something or small game small game mm-hmm. so that would be what just bird shot mm-hmm. shotgun nothing extra crazy yeah some people are crazy and get 22s Dude, no way. Well, did you see, like, when we were walking in the afternoon and the one was in the tree? Oh, you know, we did. We were, like, 20 feet away from that thing. Yeah. Just sitting there hanging out. Yep. Okay, now that, I could probably make that shot. Yeah. I mean, if you get with really good at knowing where they're going to go and where they're going to be, and you can kind of look up and see them, you can get them that way. Yeah, and I, now, with a 22, I'm not, I, I don't I would definitely go shotgun. Yeah. All day long on that. <laughs> just oh, yeah. best case of success. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, and you can eat, you, people eat those. Like, oh, yeah. is it like pheasant? Mm-hmm. You ever had it? Mm-hmm. Good. It's very good. See, that was all like dark little, meat. All those little birds and everything. I don't, it feels like it's like a lot of, like, I watched an episode of uh, Meat Eater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's from the most recent season or maybe the last season when they went to like Iowa or something and all the cornfields flooded. Oh, they went to the, the uh, Dakotas. Dakota, yeah. And uh, they were basically sitting in like a foot and a half of water. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it killed the crop, but it's great for duck hunting because the, the ducks come in, they eat, they eat it all. They love it. Mm-hmm. And they brought in like 20, whatever their, their bag limit was, it's like 20, 30 birds across the three of them or whatever. I was like, that seems like an awful lot of work. It's yeah. like a little bit. It's like uh, eating crab legs. Yeah. You work so hard for that little bit of meat. And it's like, man, I'm not doing this. Just give me a steak. Yeah. It's their... <laughs> I'm not a big fan of duck, to be honest. I think it's kind of like... It's greasy. It's greasy and like gritty. I've had it once, and I had it on like, uh, if you imagine like loaded tater tots mm-hmm. with like, it was one of those like uh, bougie hipster places in Gross Point. Yeah. And uh, it was like right after I got married. So I was like, yeah, I'll, why not? We're trying to have a good time. I'll spend $22 on some fucking tater tots. <laughs> I mean, and it was good, but yeah. it's not something where I was like, I got to have it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think I feel like that's some people really like duck. I'm, it's just not my. I think it's more of the the people that hunt for duck are more like the it's the um, the rich man's game. Why is that? I don't want to say the rich man, but I mean, and I agree with you because I had a neighbor that was pretty when I was growing up who was I was like affluent, but he was a pharmacy sales rep and his yeah. wife was an investment advisor and they did very well super nice people he did his own uh, shotgun loads mm-hmm. and you know, had the bench out in his garage and everything and he was big on duck hunting mm-hmm. i just i never understood why that was it's you can actually get a good amount of duck and not have to like like deer hunting and turkey hunting like there's scouting involved you got to mm-hmm. know how to you know call them in you got to know where they're going to be duck is go by the water they're, they're there you know and it you you can get a little bit crazier with it and trying to get the different types of duck mm-hmm. uh, like diver ducks and all the different types of things that you can get at but like you get a license and you figure out where you can hunt yeah and you go by the water and it's pretty much open game from there it's yeah. all you're in the right spot yeah i mean and you don't have to have a dog which to do it. I find that in, like in, incredibly difficult to believe, considering like I've read some of those pamphlets, like from the DNR on turkey season, and then like <laughs> fishing, like oh yeah, in the spillway you can only use these pronged hooks, and by the way, the prongs can only be this far apart. Like it gets real meticulous. 
Yeah. I mean, is it different because ducks are just the population here in Michigan is just so like crazy because well, we got so much water. Well, ducks you do have to have like a duck stamp, and that's actually a nationwide thing since they're a migratory bird. Oh, uh, you know what? I think I remember Ranella talking about this yeah. to some degree. Like people that they shoot a tagged duck or something, they're like real excited about it or something. Yeah, a lot of people have like they make like a necklace and they put the tags around them and whatnot. Yeah. You're supposed to report it. And um, you'll, they'll actually be able to tell you, like, where this duck has been. See, that was really cool. Yeah. Like, from a, a conservation standpoint and just maybe not even that. Maybe just from, like, understanding the migration pattern and, like, this duck's from Alaska or something. Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. Yeah. You know. So it's, it's a nationwide thing. You got to have your duck stamp. And you do – I can't – I don't really duck hunt, so I don't really know anything about too much about it but i know like you kind of have to get your you can't just get a tag for it or get a license and then go find any body of water like i believe you do have to get a tag for a specific area kind of like deer hunting Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it's depending on the area it can be you have a certain time slot really yeah okay wow so it could be like a really good area and it, it keeps people from just loading in there and just you just know, wipe it out of the sky, yeah. Yeah. So you have a certain time slot to get in. Um, I know, like, there's a lot of people that go out on Lake St. Clair, and they have like yeah. big duck boats, and they put out just uh, a bunch of uh, decoys. Because I think uh, going to one of the was it met, met the Metro Park, Metro mm-hmm. Beach over there, whatever. That's all marshland until you get into like the heart of the park. Can people hunt back there? I feel like I've seen people um, on waders and stuff, but they might have been fishing. I don't know. I don't think you can hunt there. It's pretty close to residential, so I don't know. Well, you can get pretty close with, with well, the shotgun. You're, you are shooting bird shot, and you're not shooting yeah. laterally. You're shooting, like, like up into the sky. So, I mean, okay, maybe, but... So, you know, like, the the boat launch at the end of South River Road down yeah. here? Yeah, Um, If you go there, you, you, there's a trail you can walk around at the point. Mm-hmm. If you go there in the fall, like, the whole shoreline will be loaded with duck hunters. Really? Oh yeah, I've gone walking the dogs there, and they've they're there, and you hear them shooting. Yeah, it's crazy. Honestly, I didn't, think, didn't realize that close to home we had that yeah. big of a shit. Maybe I'll look into that. Oh, I don't really like duck though, so maybe not. I, I some people say it's the way you cook it. Mm, so maybe I struggle to cook anything mm-hmm. well. So you know, I know like my grandfather used to just any type of bird. He if he threw it in his certain kind of stew. Yeah. Like, I think we talked about the mystery stew. Oh, from, uh, was it Grumpy Old Man? Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but he, he literally had a mystery stew. He mainly used it for the pheasant. Okay. But, like, at the end of the year, whatever he had, rabbit, bird, whatever, throw he threw it in, it in there. there. And I know he's had duck in there, and it's it, it's kind of just the way he cooked it was that made it good. You kind of ate it, and you're like, what's this again? He's like, I don't know. It could be the duck. could be the rabbit. You know, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Tastes <laughs> yeah. good. I ate it. Shut up. Yeah. But a stew, pretty much any meat you put in there, just kind of just gets cooked down. It's like almost like tofu at that point. It just kind of takes on the flavor, whatever yeah. else is in there. You can just tell if it's a bird or beef. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> tell the sort difference. of venison or something. Right, right. So... So we were up there. We yeah, we looked for the turkey. I know we saw a bunch of stuff up there. There's a lot of actually a lot of people out hunting for. Uh, it was opening day, right? Yeah. So and we spent the middle part getting into the land navigation. That was that was real different for me because um, 
I learned a ton, not only about, like, even before that, I got together with Sam, one of, like, map reading and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he was in the service, right, the attack P calling in the airstrikes and everything, so he's got a real fine appreciation for that skill. <laughs> I didn't realize how deep that all went. Mm-hmm. And what I learned really fast once we got out there was that um, I'm an idiot for fucking spending, like, $10 on a compass and thinking <laughs> that it would have been fine. Um I posted about this on our Instagram too. Uh, if you guys are serious about hiking, if you're serious about doing land navigation or you camp, whatever, spend the 40 bucks, whatever, 35, 40 bucks on like a, a quality compass. Cause the one I got like the, um, shit, what's it called? It's like the, the edge right around the, the compass reset your bearing and what direction you're supposed to go. Like mine just like free spun when I put it back in my pocket. So I had to remember all my directions and at, I don't know what he called it. Is what? At, at, not, okay, well, azimuth. At, yeah. Yeah, when you shoot your azimuth. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, you set that. And if you have one that's good, like what Sam had, which I think was a Sunto, which is what I ordered uh, like Saturday while we were up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't, like you can spin it without a problem, but it, it doesn't free spin. And when you close it up, the edges aren't exposed. Like on mine, I close it up and the edges are right there. And you just spin that thing. And I'm like, great, this is, this is effing useless. And it's heavy as shit because it's like all metal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was like, well, you know, ten bucks. What's the big deal? Now I'm just kind of irritated. I basically threw away ten dollars. Mm. You know, um, or even how much he was saying. Like, a good compass is pretty sensitive. So, like, you know, he we he and I both had like our chest rigs on. You had your uh, your backpack with the straps and everything. And he's like, well, when you do it, you know, hold it out away from your body when you're trying to figure out what your your bearing is because any metal will throw that off. Like, not a magnet any piece of metal like mm-hmm. i had my knife on me uh my my gerber and he's like yeah if you hold that close you'll you'll get a little bit of deviation which spread out across i mean we walked what six kilometers on uh you know yeah. on saturday like spread out across six kilometers would be a pretty big fucking problem at the end of that that trip oh yeah i mean six feet over here or six feet over there could be a mile apart when you're done yeah or worse yeah. right and um it's just, it's crazy like looking at the map, figuring out where the low spots are. Cause we basically avoided, I think that was the swamp you said you got lost in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like I got like waterproof shoes. They're not boots. Like I don't want to go trudging through. Like last time we were up there, we were scouting in a, in a different swamp mm-hmm. and the, you and Jake were fine cause you had boots and I was in hiking shoes that definitely were not waterproof. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you guys go ahead. I'm going <laughs> to hang back here for a minute. And when I see you come back out, I'll just, I'll grab you guys or something. Um, yeah. I like able to just look at the map, understand where everything was. I mean, so for you now, is that going to change where you're hunting? You think? Yeah. Cause I kind of went back there and saw it, but I said, well, that looks like a good spot, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I think it'll definitely help me find some new spots and try and explore a little bit more and there's some some spots we walked through that are fairly decent sized like hills and stuff you mm-hmm. know I, which i i assume with most hunting elevation is a a good thing yeah to some degree or another um mm-hmm. uh you were saying before you know like with the deer look for swamp or water well mm-hmm. everything looks for water really um so that's one thing if we're around that swamp understanding how that works mm-hmm. um and it's and I, okay. So another thing that we got to see while we were up there that I had never really I'd seen before, sort of I'd understood what it was, was like uh, they'd done some clear cutting up there, mm-hmm. and that sucks. 
I get there's different reasons for it, but like, I, I don't know if you ever seen the movie Fern Gully, mm-hmm. the animated movie. Yeah. So like, that's what it reminded me of. Cause we saw it where we were, we were driving around one of the roads at night coming back from something and, uh, we're just, just driving around. Yeah. With the headlights on. I was like, dude, what is this? Like, Oh, does he, cause we did it last time too. I didn't remember any big fields. I mean, mm-hmm. there were like rye fields and stuff. But those were very specific spots that we had driven past. These were just like open fields. And then we found these just huge stacks of logs and lumber. And so, yeah, it's clear cutting. And it's pretty depressing. Yeah, there's there's a lot of issues with that right now. But on the, the ranch property on its own, there's a ton going on with that. So it's it's very... I, I, I'm I not well versed in the whole everything that's going on, like why they're doing it, but mm-hmm. it it seems to me that there's there's profit involved and they don't want to say. Well, and it, but I know there's also sometimes they do it for like uh, a uh, conservation standpoint. Yeah. Um, if it's what, like too mature, is that the term they use? Too or? mature, you kind of, you, you can um, run a high risk of having like forest fires. Is that just because it gets a lot of dead vegetation yeah, and stuff? A lot of dead stuff. A lot, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of stuff on the ground. Um, if it's got a good canopy and whatnot, a lot of the leaves can tend to stick around a little bit more. And does that cause problems? Or? Yeah, it could be really dry. Okay. Yeah, and then it all it takes is someone flicking a cigarette butt out the window or... Lightning strikes. Lightning strikes up there, too. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think we walked around the first time you were up there. Mm-hmm. We went walking around. I think it was you that might have said... It might have been Jake. I said, was there a fire here? And you can look around a lot of the trees, and there's a lot of black around them, and it was a lightning strike. Yeah, well, because there's no... Uh, there's nothing metal up there to, to draw them away, so yep. you get a lot of that. That makes sense, mm-hmm. but it's just, it was really depressing, you know, yeah. it was really sad, whether it's for a good reason or, or, or otherwise, you know, uh, and I get it, that whole like circle of life thing and it grows mm-hmm. back. I mean, it takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, Hey, will you give it three years and we'll be back to normal. Don't worry. It's not like a Christmas tree farm, mm-hmm. you know, which those are, we see, those are all over the place in mid Michigan. We got mm-hmm. shitloads of those. But it was yeah, it was kind of depressing. That's why they're at. freaking out about it because they keep taking the white oaks, and you're looking at like twenty to fifty years before you get a nice mature oak forest. And is, and that's just because it's a it's a hardwood, yeah. so it takes longer to grow back. It takes a lot longer to grow back. It doesn't actually produce acorns right away, and they also don't they they don't produce acorns after a certain age either. So you're really beginning of their lifespan and end their lifespan. They're kind of just there. Yeah. So you're really, yeah, you're kind of, yeah, you're waiting till it gets to that good mature age, probably what, 10 years in or something, five years in at least, mm-hmm. as opposed to like pine, right? Which those pop up. I feel like pine grows fast. It's soft wood. And yeah. the last time you explained how, <laughs> why you can't put a tree stand in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. That makes sense. I think. Unless you got a tall Norway pine. <laughs> Something that's going to like reliably hold your ass up yeah. there. And, but that's not from a profit standpoint, not as valuable. Right. Probably. Well, probably. Yeah. I don't know. That's why everyone's right, kind of like freaking out. Right now, any lumber is yeah. worth its weight in gold, it feels like. I mean, I remember before, and I don't know if it's all COVID or what, you know, everything goes up a little bit. But I remember mm-hmm. when I was doing home projects, like, yeah, two bucks, 250 for a two by four by eight. Mm-hmm. And now it's like 650. Yeah. 
Like, holy shit. Seriously? Yeah, I see stuff like that. I'm like, okay, well, I hope it's not all for the money, you know? I don't know. Supposedly, there's been a plan in place since 2011. Okay. Or 2011 is when they started, like, planning it. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's a plan, you know, good. It's just, you know, you see... you. And and for any of you guys listening, if you've never uh, seen something like that, it, it's it's impactful. Like, and I don't like I like the outdoors. I don't necessarily consider myself an outdoorsman just because I don't know a whole lot, mm-hmm. but I enjoy being out there. But like like that messed with me a little bit. Like it's it's it moves you a little bit, and mm-hmm. that's not like you're not seeing a bunch of dead animals. You're not seeing the impact that technically will eventually have on their ecosystem and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Supposedly, yeah. it is good for them. Um, I this actually this past week I've been reading a lot about it, and supposedly it's good because it it brings a lot of the things down that what they do can mean? actually eat, like the vegetation and stuff that yeah. the animals come out for the tops of the trees and whatnot. They they bring them down, but the only thing that's really kind of a contradicting up there is that if you were to leave the tops, then you would definitely have. A lot of food and a lot of stuff for animals to eat, especially deer. Um, but it costs the the lumber yards more money to leave it because it's in the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So, and it, it also means that they cut down a tree, they've got to trim it up right there, and mm-hmm. then take it away, as opposed to they cut the tree down, they drag it out real quick trim it down in another location has to have someone there doing it and then it goes on the truck and it's gone or it gets stacked up like we saw yeah so this would they have to like cut it down trim it up right there and then they can move it which makes it harder yeah so it's more expensive so from like a okay so like a deer hunting standpoint is that going to make it better or worse worse and that's just because the type of tree they took Mm -hmm. and it's not gonna they well deer don't really come out in the open i guess not too often, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we were kind of hoping because we walked around a little bit looking for for turkey, hoping mm-hmm. that maybe they were like trying to get get at some of the fresh vegetation or fresh growth, and like, hey, maybe we'll get lucky. Obviously, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, if it, I don't know. It's just it's tough to. I guess that's the like the cool part about hunting, right? Is trying to understand what the animal's gonna do. Yeah. And hope and then you're like yeah i'm I'm definitely as smart as a turkey for sure and like no i'm not not. (laughs) people say oh this animal's dumb like really go in the woods see how long you last (laughs) yeah dude i mean even like the little stuff right like ticks like we were talking about this before we started recording you know like they deal with that all the time yep shit i got out of the shower we came home song crawled the wall i freaked the hell out (laughs) i was like i i i do not do well with ticks that's even how you go out disc golfing and stuff, or just hiking, whatever. Like, no. That's why I was surprised you laid in the gr- in the ground that one night. What was I gonna do? I thought you were gonna lean up against a tree. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a log there. I kind of leaned against that. You know, I was like, I just kind of watched my legs and stuff. But I had uh, clothing. I with that kind of stuff, I think the clothing makes the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. You know, just having like tall socks and then like the long the long johns, whatever, just basically keep your skin as unexposed as you can other than just your hands you know mm-hmm. i think i saw you and sam were like flicking them off your legs and stuff oh, like yeah. okay you know whatever and i 
I mean, I'll be honest, I definitely didn't sleep that great, like, the next two nights when I got home, because every time I, like, had an itch on my leg, I was like, holy shit, what is, where is it, <laughs> kill it with fire, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I had gotten, you know, out of there with not, with not, with no, no ticks on my clothes or anything, I was like, cool, man, and I saw <laughs> the one in the bathroom, and then you messaged me later that day and said, yeah, I pulled one off of the dog or something, and they had been, like, uh, laying on my blanket that I had on the couch when I was, mm-hmm. you know, staying up there, I'm like, Son of a, you know, you pull that thing out. my bed when I pulled it off. Oh, really? Yeah. That, I would have freaked out. I'd be like, I changed the sheets. Yep, they're laying on my bed. And I was like, oh, look at that. It's right there. I mean, the ticks, they're they're not really that bad. Like, people think just because they're crawling on you, you're going to get a disease. No, I mean, I know they got to, for one, they got to bury them, their head. Yeah. For you to even be at any kind of danger. Mm -hmm. But up here, it's not nearly as bad as, like, what they get in the south with, uh, so it's like Lyme disease and there's and something else. There's a certain mm-hmm. kind of tick or something that um, I'd heard about it on a couple podcasts. Um, black it, black leg tick, something like that. It's in like Florida or Texas or something. Mm-hmm. And it when you get it, you get sick, and then you go on medicine and like you can never eat steak again or something. Like I'd heard yeah. it because like, the one guy kept saying it's like nope, nope, fuck that. I like steak too much. There's no way I can't do it. <laughs> when you you really got to worry about that stuff, like. Like I've had a tick on me, and I've had them start to bury mm-hmm. their head, and it's been been long enough that they start to bury their head. Um, but really, like when you really have to worry about that is when you're doing things like, you know, like doing long hunts to where you're not taking off your gear for days at yeah, a time, yeah, for a couple of days. And then you know you take something off, and you're like, uh oh, <laughs> right? Like then you might have to go. And again, with like the, any of the ticks around here, like you just kind of have to, you know, maybe go to the doctor and get some antibiotics. Mm-hmm. If you get the tick, well, first like to get the tick off, there's a couple tricks to get it out. I know they like they'll if you go to a <laughs> like a Cabela's or something. I mean, they make it's a tick key, right? And it looks like the tab off the top of a beer almost. Yeah. And you can get them cheap online because that's I bought like a three pack for like seven bucks. I didn't mm-hmm. think that was too bad. But then I, like before I did that, I remember I was looking. Um, I don't know what I, for what reason. Maybe it was like at the camping trip or something. I went to Cabela's and they were selling. It was like twenty bucks for this for two or something. I'm like, yeah. there's no effing way. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying that. You know, uh, I've heard a lighter you can burn them off or something. Or well, you take matches. You strike a match, mm-hmm. you let it burn for a minute, then blow it out, put it on its back. That's what does it? It'll back itself out. The problem with those little pullers, it's the same as tweezers. Like, their head is not that big. So if you actually try and, like, Yank grab out, the tweezers yeah. and you pull it out and their head stays in, now you're in trouble. Then you got to go to a doctor. Yeah, you might. Or you gotta dig it out like a knife yeah, or something. Either dig it out, uh, and then if you start to see a ring, the, the form bullseye. Around it, yeah, yeah, they'd say yeah. That means go to the doctor, get some antibiotics. You know, you, you gotta start watching it. But if you if you're able to get it to mm-hmm. pull itself out, it's not gonna try and pull its own head off. Well, yeah, and there and it's different. I think uh, people have the misconception. I mean, like obviously you don't want it on you, no. right? But I think people have the misconception with it. That it's just like a mosquito, where when it lands, like boom, you, mm-hmm. it's in. Um, they they'll actually like hang out and like walk around and like roam on your skin. Yeah, they're very bit. slow. Yeah, they're not fast, and uh, they don't really fly either. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, and and you can't you can't like smash them. No, they're very hard. Yeah, you can try and smush them in your fingers, and they 
they're not gonna. No, and that's when I when I found the one in the bathroom, I like you know yelled for my wife, <laughs> just like let her know or whatever, and she's like, well, they grab some toilet paper, so you can't smash it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why this thing's getting flushed down the toilet. Down the <laughs> Throw toilet. that bitch in the toilet, and that's it. Like I don't want to worry about it. And uh, you know, and then as soon as I told her, I was like, you know what? That's it. Take everything that I had with me on the trip. Just take it downstairs. Wash it right now. Mm-hmm. Forget it. Just go for it. Hot water. And they say the best thing is before you wash it, you throw it in the dryer. And they they just don't do well with the heat. No. I'm gonna have to remember that for next time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, when I went up last year with you guys, and then this time, first time when I got home, like stripped down. I'm like, I need you to check me. Like, yep. Armpits. You know, like all the good spots, right? Yeah. yeah. They get they're bad right now till about like mid June ish. I was gonna ask, is there like is it uh with like the moisture and stuff like spring showers and everything like is it like we have really bad mosquitoes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, here in Michigan. So is it like the same with ticks or? Yeah, and the cooler temperatures, unless it starts to heat up. See, I would have thought it was the other way around. I would have thought that during the summer would they would have been a lot worse. But mm-hmm. once uh, it gets once you get to like the dog days of summer and it's hot, yeah, like that's when they don't do well. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah, I guess I, I just assuming because that's when the mosquitoes are the worst. The humidity yeah. and the moisture just like kills you. Mm-hmm. And we don't deal with it down here just because in the, I don't want to say the city, but the, the suburban areas, there's mm-hmm. just not a lot of place for them to breed and everything. Mm-hmm. Although I have seen videos online of like their nests, which is basically just them clung up into a ball. Yeah. And then you see somebody walking and like kicks one or something. And then like they're all over your leg. No, <laughs> no, dude, like light my leg on fire. I do. Yeah. Those aren't really here though. A tick. An action, a tick around here in their like nests when they're you know young and mm-hmm. not really able to do anything, like they're probably the size of a ballpoint pen. Okay, they're really yeah. small. The one on my wall was it, no, it might have just been me. I thought it was like the size of a dime or something. I was like, man, look at that thing. Yeah, they can be pretty big, but it could have just been me. Yeah, but they, they all like they can, they you know, they basically just get into you. Suck blood out. Dude, fuck those things, man. I, ugh. <laughs> I can't. I just, I can't. I can deal with, I can deal with spiders, but I can deal with that. You know, basically yeah. anything with more than two legs freaks me out, but. Yeah, people just hate <laughs> them because, like, they can carry different diseases, but I said, if it's going to, if it's going to be a problem, you like, it's, it's going to be something where you're, you've been outside for a for long a time. And that's the kind of thing, right? You just, like, you remind yourself of that and it's, it's easy to calm down. Yeah. And just not worry about it. Like. And it doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't feel them coming in and out and it's, it's not too bad. Yeah. It's, you know, it's and even like, uh, you know, I had them on the dogs and, uh, you know, the girlfriend was freaking out. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Like, well, just, so they're, they're climbing around. It's not like they're, they're not buried. Yeah, just they're not buried in there. Just and grab it and flush it. Yep. I don't know what you do with it. I need grab to, it and flushed it. Easiest way. You don't have to worry about burning it or throwing, I wouldn't throw it outside. I mean, you know, you guys got a little one running around yeah. and then, well, shit, then the dogs might go find it again. Like, yeah, nope, right. get rid of it. Around so, my house, we've got bird feeders everywhere, so I imagine a bird would find it, <laughs> pick it up. Oh, no, I didn't think about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went up there, we did the land navigation. It's all with the ticks and everything. So you want to talk about like, what we're going to be doing in a couple like months when we're up there? Yeah. Looks like it's going to be July 31st, okay. the day. Yeah. And we can do it. Um I'm the the recreational chairperson. You got title. 
Yeah, sure. You have to um, wear like a blazer when you go to those meetings and everything. No, they're all on Zoom. Oh, <laughs> damn! You can get like a camo blazer or something. Yeah, I should. Look all or like one of those hunting jackets with the leather patch on the shoulder. Yeah, look all distinguished and whatnot. I'll make myself a shirt that says "Rec Man" or something. I don't know. <laughs> but the recreational chairperson. So I mean, it's um, it's the 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 whole thing up there is the uh, it's a small community. Yeah. You know, and when I was a kid, that place, you know, I, I've told you before, I stayed there the entire summer. Mm-hmm. They always had different activities going on. Even if they were just, you know, things in the outdoors, like just a soccer game or baseball and basketball or... Just something. Yeah, just something going on. Actually, when I was younger, they always had a recreation director. Usually it was like an intern or something. And they basically lived up there. They got free room and board. For the summer, and their job was to do something like Plan an activity, events and carry stuff out yeah. like that, yeah, and just simple stuff like that. Was you know, that's where I learned how to play Red Rover. I don't know if you ever played that game. It's been a while, you but know, I remember Red Rover, Red Rover, send Austin on over. Yeah, and yeah, you break your arm trying to hold it. I don't know how we didn't just kill people. Well, but, I mean, it's a different time. I mean, we're not even that old. Yeah, I and mean, it's like you know whatever what uh, twenty five years ago, totally different times mm-hmm. before social media and cell phones. I can remember playing that game for the first time, going, "Oh, this is dumb because I can't feel my arm." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you guys probably up there, you probably had a big group of people too. Like, yeah, when I played with my friends, it was like five of us, and it's like, all right, mm-hmm. this is dumb. You just going to take turns running into each other. Yeah. So they used to have that, and this person just they were doing all that different type of stuff all day long and um now they can't because the insurance company i think we're talking about that (laughs) dude i'm just insurance in general is just so jacked up especially here in michigan like even just looking at our auto stuff which is totally unrelated but just to show how jacked up it is i'm pretty sure we have we're like top three in the country for insurance premiums Mm -hmm. it's awful um and having like dealt with insurance having friends that have sold it like the the underwriting and all of that it's just insurance ruins more in, in my opinion it ends up doing a lot more harm than it does good for some oh, yeah. things uh, and it's all and it all comes down to that that almighty dollar yeah. you know and i that you can't have a recreations director because of the insurance company well it makes sense why you can't because i was trying to push for it when i first became the chairperson i was trying to push for it with the manager and whatnot, and he explained to me that we can't have a sanctioned event where kids are going to be dropped off and their parents are going to leave them without having a child care license. What? Since It's like half my childhood. Yeah. I know. Same thing <laughs> with me. Like, I, I don't think I ever really saw my parents when I was up there, uh, except for at night and you know, in the morning, but, <laughs> maybe um, lunch to grab a sandwich. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's, you can't have a sanctioned event now, an unsanctioned, like someone just got together and said, Hey, we're going to go, well, you sure. know, go fishing. You know, that's fine. That's, that's on them. But anything that the ranch would do, like if we wanted to do a soccer game, the kids can't get dropped off. Their parents would have to stay through the activity, which yeah. almost defeats the purpose 
at that exactly because you're kind of up there at that point where like it's a place where your kids are eight years old and can run around on their own and you yeah. don't have to worry about them and i think i wonder if this is related to i don't know if you remember when we were teaching marching band together um probably almost 15 years ago now maybe like yeah. 2008 or something uh and the, all those state laws changed Mm-hmm. that's probably got something to do with it. Cause remember we both like had, you had been doing it for a couple of years. And I think I did it for a year and then we had to go get like fingerprinted. Yeah. We background, get, like, check. background checks and everything. And I was like, well, why? We're just, we're not teachers, we're not faculty. We're just, te- and it was something to do with, and like, cause camp regulations change and they had like a health inspector come up and check out camp on like the summertime during the week. Mm-hmm. Everybody had to fill out forms and waivers and you know, all the fingerprinting. And I'm like, that probably was it because kids were getting dropped off. Yeah. They had to make sure that we're not, you know, rapists or anything. Which, I mean, I get. Yeah. You know, and it, it sucks. It's just one of, another one of those things as the times change, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. kind of get legislated into making everything else shittier in the name of the greater safety, I guess. Yeah. And it's it's definitely difficult. It's, it's, it's made it hard up there for me to plan things and yeah you don't get more creative we were talking about a lot of different stuff up there and it's like yeah. nope can't do it nope can't do it i tried to do a rowboat race yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. you're talking about that yeah. like a paddle boat race or something yeah yep. just a simple rowboat race and he said the insurance company will drop us if we do it same thing with a dunk tank like a dunk tank a dunk tank it's basically a big bucket of water yeah <laughs> we do a, we have the beach bash up there and like mm-hmm. we're like let's do a dunk tank why not you know we Everyone loves a good dunk tank. Yeah. Said, nope, can't do it. Sounds like time for a new damn insurance company. Yep. I can tell you what. They, they do also, those like fairs. They do it. Yeah. High school fundraisers do those. Mm-hmm. Still. So it's and a lot, lot of high insurance company. <laughs> a lot of high schools don't even have fairs anymore, but I know some of them still do it. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it, it gets rough, but, but in any case, like I've kind of developed a nice little list of things to do and things to have fun with yeah and the the plan for sam is to do sam and you to actually do yeah like i always say just sam but <laughs> sam would be there. doing most of that that's like work but uh uh teaching people up there how to do how to navigate through the, mm-hmm. the property and it's i think uh the challenge with that is just going to be putting together a good curriculum for it you mm-hmm. know like how to explain it to people in an not like a nutshell, but like an easily digestible way. Yeah. Um, you know, so they can, and still have a good time with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you don't, we know from teaching, you, you over immerse, it's like you, shit, you don't remember anything. Yeah. Um, but I know that was one of the things that, cause you guys have, well, you want to bring productive people into the community, right? Or, mm-hmm. or good standing members and stuff, but also for the value it adds to hunting. Um, like you're saying, you got lost, right? You yeah. know, here, maybe we can help avoid that, or maybe, you know, so you don't have such a... I'm sure there's probably parts of the ranch where you get a large collection of hunters that all want to work the same area just because it's the most convenient. I mean, shit, we were out that one morning. We walked down to the, the bow range, right? Mm-hmm. And there's somebody just sitting out there, like, pulled up in their Jeep and called, you know, made a couple calls, and we're like, dude, we're right here. Like, we're not even 100 yards away. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the road, not, like, in the trees. Like, come on, seriously. Yep. And then he turns around and just goes someplace else. It's like, okay, well, your, your car's loud as shit. You got your headlights on. I mean, thanks for fucking it up. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of my my um, my goals with it is to try and get people to not do stuff like that. 
Yeah. You know, it is meant to be, you know, recreational and fun and learning how to do something new and uh, be able to um, navigate themselves through the woods, through any type of land, you know, not just that particular property. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that's that's something that is very frustrating. Well, and you guys are, are, are actually uniquely well set up for something like this, given just the the size of the property. Yeah. You know, so you got, like, a good variation of you know elevation you got some valleys you got marshland you know there's lakes um and even from just a class perspective like there's a pavilion at the the rifle range like hey mm-hmm. that'll work great perfect that's a central meeting point some place you put up a projector if you wanted to or even just sorry even even now with covid protocols you got room to, to spread everybody out do the six feet thing whatever here's yeah. a map this is how it's gonna work you know yeah I think yeah. it'll be cool. I mean, definitely have to try and sell it the right way to everyone. Because right now, the the general census is, you know, hey, we're going to do a land nav class. And everyone's like, why? Yeah. But, you know, it, that's but that's the, the thing you have to kind of change around. Because everyone's like, well, why? We know how to get around back there. And it's like, do you? You yeah. know how to get around on the trails. But how yeah. do you know how to get around when there is no trail? Well, I mean, just think about the stuff. We walked from one of the rye fields to the other. And if we, I remember looking at the map, like, well, if we go straight line, we're going to go straight through that effing swamp. Mm-hmm. That's going to suck. You know, so even just looking at that, even if you know where the swamp is, vaguely, because you've been up there a couple of years or something, and you vaguely know where the rye fields are at, you know, like large discernible landmarks. Like, But do you really, like you said, shortages walking around on the roads? <laughs> do you yeah. really know how to get around there? You know, and even if you're looking at time savings or maybe looking for a new place to hunt. We found actually pretty deep in. I remember we walked, uh, we found two, like maybe one old and one new, um, like ground blinds Yeah. for like deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Cause I know what it was. Like some kid built a, built a fort out here. They had a tag there as, you know, so-and-so's uh, ground blind or whatever. And we're like, oh, it must be near the road. We were definitely not near no. the road. We walked for at least another 30 minutes before mm-hmm. we got to that road, at least. So somebody definitely like put in some time, figured out where the hell that thing, where they wanted to be, mm-hmm. where they wanted to build it. I think it had like a lawn chair in it too. Like it's like, it's set to go, mm-hmm. you know, and it's definitely not close to the road. Yeah. Now yeah. that's somebody I would, I would look at and go, yeah, you probably, you probably don't need this course. Mm-hmm. You seem like you're pretty uh, squared away. <laughs> Even then, like sometimes those people, you know, like I would say that, that area, like I knew where we were. I kind of had a general idea, mm-hmm. and like I kind of did say to Sam, I was like, "All right, get us out of here." Yeah. He's like, "All right, well, where do you want to go?" I said, like, "Well, let's get to the road." He says, "Well, let's, we gotta walk, you know, northeast." Yeah. Like, okay. He, dude, he's so fast with it. He, like he had that uh, Garmin little GPS thing, just got yeah. the coordinate, looked down the map. He's like, in like three minutes, not even. He's like, mm-hmm. "All right, um, this way." Like, cool. Yeah. You, you want to lead? Sure. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I kind of knew, like, if I if we walk that way, we'll get to a road. Yeah, eventually we'll get to, yeah. to the road. And I knew what road we're gonna get to, but that's just because I kind of have a general sense of where, mm-hmm. you know, where we're at. Well, and you've been going up there, yeah, for ever and a yeah, day, you since know, since I've been born. So, but uh, I, but there are definitely some places like when we walked from the two rye fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a point where, you know, Sam said, well, let's, we go straight. We're going to hit that swamp. Do you want to go around it? So let's go around that swamp. Yeah. And even walking in there, 
I thought we were just kind of kind of veer off a little bit and get around it. Mm-hmm. But then we started walking. The more you walking. looked at the map. I didn't even look at the map, but I was like, I feel like we just turned around. Yeah. Like, my general sense of direction was like, we're walking almost backwards. Mm-hmm. And then when we did get back, I looked at the map, and I was like, shit, we did. You had that to. That was the way to get around that swamp. Yep. That, yeah. like, that little, like, like tail or leg, the mm-hmm. last, like, part of the swamp there, you basically did have to go way out of your way to get around it. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's almost deceptive. When you look at it on the map, you're like, yeah, just like a little bit, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start actually, like, doing the math on it and, you know, shooting the azimuth, plotting your legs, it's like, wow, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And, like, I don't even know if it would have, the, the long way around that we took versus just going straight at it. Mm-hmm. Because of all the shit you were going through, I don't even know if you would have saved any time going straight through the swamp. I don't think so. So I had been in that swamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we had your dogs with us too when we yeah. were doing that. So we definitely weren't going through the swamp. No, they 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 would have gone through it for sure. But... Oh, they probably would have loved it. Yeah. But cleaning them up afterwards, yeah, not so much. No, would not have liked that. They would have smelled pretty bad. So. Well, I mean, in a, in a straight line path. I mean, that's mm-hmm. well, there's the fun in that. Yeah, he said I've been in that swamp. It's not. It's not a, uh, you know, just the moist area. <laughs> no, no. Like, we're talking, like, it's, you've, you've got some up-to-the-waist water Ooh, yeah. areas, so. No, we don't even really have anything that lives in there that's a problem. It's just nasty to get to, yeah. you know, like. Was, we weren't, we didn't exactly have the. No. The right equipment. No, to, and to honestly, it, and it felt like it got pretty warm, too. Like, it really didn't, just mm-hmm. probably from all the movement, but I couldn't imagine trying to make that trek in waders. Yeah. <laughs> No thanks. I mean, is there any point to doing that? Like, would, do you think you're more likely to run into deer down there? No, no. I mean, like I said, like when you find an island out in a swampy area, yeah, like that's like a gold mine. Mm-hmm. But then again, like, it, you want to go trekking through a swamp? They're gonna know you're coming. You have to be. You're gonna be sitting there for a while, or yeah. like camp out and wait or something. Yeah. Which camping in a swamp just sounds miserable. It's like not good. That that's like for one of those like diehards, you know. That's mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna wait it out, get me my buck or something like. Yeah, and it's very thick stuff. Yeah, it's, it's very just... thick getting into there. It's not like I said. Once you once you walk in, take yeah. two steps. Anything in that swamp knows you're there. It, the it's hard bounce. to move around undetected, even yeah. just like because you're doing that thick mud. Just your steps alone make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. That like suction you get from the mud and the water and everything. It just yeah, everyone's gonna know you're there. Yeah. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. I'm just, I'm trying to think like what's. I mean, probably not fishing. Uh, maybe duck hunting. Maybe. Yeah, they don't really land in there. It could probably the canopy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best thing you could do if you're hunting a swamp is, is you get a, uh, you basically just get a tree stand or something on the edge, and you kind of wait to see if something comes in and out, because it's great cover for deer and there's water yeah and there's generally something to eat in there so it's it's very thick it's hard to get in and out mm-hmm. a lot of uh predators don't like to get into stuff like that so yeah i remember you told me we were looking last year trying to figure out uh where i think where jake was going to put his blind mm-hmm. some you talk about the island because yeah coyotes and stuff won't cross the water but the deer can mm-hmm. so then they can just sleep on the island they don't got to worry about predators yeah so it's from a hunting perspective, yeah, at least had gold mine. <laughs> yeah, and you just gotta get there. 
<laughs> well, and we we spent a couple hours out there the last time, uh, just looking around and try just circumventing the swamp. And we even, I mean, we went through some some rough shit too. It wasn't yeah. exactly like a an easy walk either. Yeah. And I don't think did he did Jake ever hunt that? I think he might have went down there once. I'm gonna guess he didn't get much. Mm-mm. He didn't get one last year. <sighs> it sucks. It was a it was a rough year last year for him. So. Is it just for him, or? Uh, well, he he leased prop- property in Jackson at one point. I think I remember him mentioning that. Yeah. yeah, to go out there and oh wait a minute, yeah, him and a father-in-law or something. Uncle. Uncle leased some property and then they sold it. Yeah, and he didn't even know it. So when he got out, yeah, when he got out there, they told him you pack it up, turn around. And he got out there and they cleared it out. They clear cut the whole area. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Part. He literally went and parked, and there was nothing there. That sucks. Yeah. He called me right when he was sitting here. He was like, there's nothing here. <laughs> so you get his money back? I don't think he paid up for that year yet. So. Oh, man, that sucks. Jackson's a little bit of a hike, too. Mm-hmm. Like, what, hour and a half, two hours? Something About like that. that, yeah. If you go with no traffic. Yeah. The only time I was out to – I had been at Jackson one time for a class at work. And I'll tell anybody that asks. I swear, I mean, and there's good people in Jackson. I got a friend in Jackson, but – Place is the fucking armpit of Michigan, man. It sucked. <laughs> it's not the greatest. There was like one, uh, there's one really badass burrito joint, which I think closed. Um, Too bad. I, I mean, like just a huge burrito, awesome place. It was like a whole, like a, like a family-owned like Chipotle, something like that. You mm. know, like same kind of concept and stuff. There was a deli, had a decent sandwich, you know, but like it sucked. I got out of like my training class for the day. I'm like, all right, you know, Jackson, see what's going on. I find a bar. Find, <laughs> no, it blew. I went to, I went to, uh, I think I went to like Target, got some Oreos, and went back to my hotel room and watched like three and a half hours of South Park and passed out. <laughs> it was miserable. Like, I never want to go back to Jackson again, man. I've never really spent time there. Don't. So. Don't. Just keep driving. There's got to be something better. <laughs> it sucked. If if it wasn't for the training class I had to be in that was there, I would never go. There's a lot of big deer there. Is there really? Mm-hmm. It's known as a as a big deer area. Lots of big well, bucks. Well, it sure ain't good for much else. Like shit. But that's below yeah. our rifle line here. So you Way gotta, below. You gotta, south of us. Yeah, you got to hunt this smooth jacketed round, like, like 450 Bushmaster or mm-hmm. shotgun. I'm waiting for those to be uh, outlawed here for below the rifle line. What's that? The 450 uh, Bushmaster. Bushmaster. Yeah. Why you think they're gonna do it? They're just the same as a rifle. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't understand the theory behind it. It's just a smooth. It doesn't have the shoulder to the the casing the way yeah. that like a three hundred eight or six five Creedmoor or two seventy Winchester any mm-hmm. of those popular hunting rounds. I mean, I don't get it. A lot of people like when I was looking at buying my rifle, right? I had like four or five people. I think Jake was one of them. You know, buy four fifty Bushmaster. Like, mm, no, mm-hmm. I don't because. I mean, like, I'm, I've never been deer hunting. I don't know if I ever will be. Um, open to the concept, right? But if I don't, I at least want something that I could use for, like, long-range precision shooting, something I might, in, you mm-hmm. know, enjoy or something, um, which 6.5 Creedmoor, 308, um, we'll, we'll reach out and do that stuff if I don't ever end up. But you can also hunt with it, right? Mm-hmm. You can hunt uh, deer, probably elk with it. Um, 308, definitely. Yeah, six five is right up there with three oh eight. Mm-hmm. So it sh- it should be comparable. 
I actually thought that, that was like on the same line as 270 Winchester until I saw the picture. That, that thing is huge. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need that. I definitely don't need that. <laughs> honestly, I probably can't even. F- Shit, I was excited to find one box of ammo for my 6.5, but um, man, really, Jackson, I would not. I would not have got well you know what there ain't shit else out there so once you get outside the city i guess maybe that makes a lot of sense a lot of farmland yeah soybeans and uh corn mm-hmm. right that's what the deer go for oh yeah and we got a lot of that here in michigan mm-hmm. i didn't realize that we got a lot of soybean here soybean is that you can use soy and soy is in anything yeah and that's why yeah and it sucks i, I mean i'm not big on soy but I mean, it's good for the deer hunt is <laughs> what ink pens has soy in it Seriously, oh, yeah, it has everything. Uh, shame, just at that point they're not selling to just the the produce market. It's yeah, everything. Damn. I just yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll try and get out this summer or uh, this fall, whatever for for deer season. I don't know. I'll have to work on. Maybe I'll just like come down here in my basement, and stare at a wall for like four hours, like work on it. You know. Well, it you, you gotta you really gotta get in the woods. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely gonna be at least more enjoyable. You gotta have that <laughs> that excitement of when you see one. Yeah, I know we saw some on the road. It, just, it sucks because it's like yeah, you know, you go up there like by the cabins, by the roads, you see some deer, and you're like, yeah, and then you go out in the woods, and these you won't see. And mm-hmm. th- did we see one taken off? We saw well, right before we saw the go- or heard the gobbles, we saw the three running. Okay, and we just yeah we just caught the ass and we saw their tails. That was all yep. we saw, and it just darting across the tree line. And before we parked there in the afternoon, there was one standing, standing right in the middle of that damn path, just staring at us. Uh-huh. I was like, it's like they fucking know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why people are like, oh yeah, deer are stupid. Like I mean, about some things, yes. Yeah. I don't necessarily. There's a lot of other animals I would put in line to call stupid before that, mm-hmm. having you know, just dealt with it, the mannerisms and everything. Deer just don't know what they're looking at. That's why they stare yeah. at you. They, yeah. They don't really know what the hell they're seeing. Once they get fucking destroyed by cars. Yeah. That's a statistic. I, I'm big on stats. I should look that up. <laughs> I should see how many people have their vehicles like totaled or how many collisions are with deer. There are in Michigan. more deer deaths from cars than in Michigan than there are from hunting. That doesn't surprise me. You Way remember uh, our buddy Justin? Remember his younger brother Ryan? Yeah. Uh, oh, Justin had that like a '92 Dodge Stealth, <laughs> obnoxious color. It was like teal with like mm-hmm. yellow racing stripes. But he loved that car, and his younger brother took it up to their family cabin and coming home, smoked a six point, <laughs> and just totaled the whole front end. Just no, no, no doubt, no question about it. Gone. Oy. And now, like, I, I freak out anytime anywhere rural with, mm-hmm. uh, at, you know, after. After dark, I'm like, okay, come on, where is it? You watch, or like going out to um, Addison Oaks Metro Park. Mm-hmm. I broad daylight, I've had a deer run out in front of me. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, this shit, it scares the hell out of you. you no, know they say if you if you have a deer that you're gonna hit it, pedal down. Yeah, don't even don't try to swerve. Don't slam hammer the it down. You you want to smoke that motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I which is still freaky, but I mean, hey, if there's like the data to support that, like yep. cowabunga, that you got auto insurance for. Yeah, right? We want to split this bitch in half. <laughs> <laughs> and I th- what is that? Just because you're gonna cause a bigger accident by swerving or something, probably or. Yeah, and they also can jump. Oh. So if you make the loud noise of the tires screeching and horn blowing. The exhaust. They'll jump, and then they're going through your windshield. 
God damn it. Dude, Dude now, you, now you're looking at injuring yourself. Now, what, did you see a lot of that up north? Like when you're coming and going? Oh, yeah. Do you? Oh, yeah. I, I've almost nailed a few. We didn't really have too much of an issue with that on the ranch, driving mm-hmm. around and stuff. They didn't, but... You start going up in the fall when the rut starts going yeah, and yeah. bucks are chasing. Because they don't give a shit about anything. The bucks don't. And they'll chase a doe and just keep going and keep going and keep going. And then the does will run out in the road because they don't know where they're at. They are just, just jump out there and... Damn, man. Gone. <laughs> I was actually on my way up there one time in the night. And my dad and I were there, and we see uh, definitely a semi-truck was going through mm-hmm. because there was four tracks of just blood you know, from tires Yeah, and a big spot. And then two deer sitting on the other side of the road like, where's Bob? Nah. He was behind us. <laughs> just They're just staring out at the road, and just you just see the, the tracks and the splatter. It's like, whatever hit that thing is gone. And it didn't so, care. What happens when that when when that's what goes down? Like somebody, I mean, is it really just like a sheriff's deputy or something that comes out there and shovels it up? Or um, usually just stays there. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many stupid rules about. It. I mean, I could definitely see somebody going and taking the rack off it if they oh, smash yeah. it with their car. Is that illegal? Uh huh. Yeah, of course it is. Of course, the DNR's got a rule against it. So what do they do with it? Um, I'm not really sure. I think if there's one I should look up. <laughs> you can get um a roadkill tag. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You can, you can buy a tag. Yeah. Specifically to smoke it with your vehicle. Not to do it, but you can buy it after you hit it, and then you can keep it. Yeah, Uncle Sam's got to get his. Yeah. What a crock of shit, man. You can do it. So let me get this straight. You inadvertently smoke an eight point, do thousands of dollars to damage to your car, which best case is going to be an increase on your premiums, which are already shit. Yep. And then you still got to turn around and drop what, twenty five bucks on this roadkill tag, or just throw it in the back of your truck and keep going. What a <laughs> kick in the nuts, man! Like seriously, I know. It's a, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's probably not that much money, but like, really, I mean, I think it's like five bucks. Still. Yeah, it's, it's road. I mean, I guess you, it's one of those things. Like, if because then if you you have it and you get pulled over, and you have a dead deer in the back of your car or truck, you're gonna get like obviously if you're still driving the car you hit it with, there's gonna be some damage. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those things. Like that way you can take it to a processor, or that's a good point. You can transport it around, and no one's like, uh, "What happened?" Did yeah, you like post super this questionable. Thing? So yeah, which I didn't realize. I mean, you guys were telling me it, poaching's like a huge, yeah. huge deal. You know, generally, if you hit a deer hard enough to kill it, you don't want that meat. No, you just want the rack. Yeah, unless you like nailed it in the head. <laughs> like even even when you shoot a deer, like you've got to cut out like the bullet holes, you know, the size of a quarter, let's say. Yeah. And then you've got maybe eight inches around there. That's gonna be bad. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta cut around it, and if you smoke an entire body of a deer, that thing's probably mm. gonna be pretty well messed You're pretty up. Pretty much screwed at yeah. that point, at least for usable meat and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like at that point, what can you, what else can you harvest off of it? Yeah, there's you, not really much. The antlers, the hooves, mm-hmm. maybe the the tail for something. I don't. I mean, people do goofy shit, but the antler thing actually 
I got nailed by that this year. You I did? was well, I was out doing the fall turkey hunt this year on the private property in Richmond. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this giant 10 point, just watching him. He kept popping out every now and then. And um, there's someone else that hunts up there and they've got him on a trail cam. So you're giving me shit for that, uh, that scope. Yep. You know, if you would have had something a little, reach out and touch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I was out turkey hunting. I, I was, uh, oh, time, sure. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. At the time it was just bow season. And uh, so it's still really early. Um, or I think I actually, the first time I saw him this past year was an early doe. So, which is only two days. And, uh, and I was out with my cousin and she took a doe that weekend. But, uh, but I saw him kept, kept seeing him like, all right, mm-hmm. got something to go after here, you know? And, uh, cause last year her husband took out a 10 point there. Same spot. Yeah. And I was yeah. Like, Damn it. Like you got like the only, it, him and I were both trying to get at that same 10 point and, uh, like, damn, you got him. And now that there was only a six point and then a couple other small four points. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, all right, well, next year we'll see what those guys are like. And then I kept seeing this big guy around. I'm like, I don't know where he came from, but unless he was that six point last year, maybe, but this guy's huge. Like he's an old, he's an old dog. And then, uh, one day I was going out there for, uh, for bow season and on the side of the road, I see a deer's body with his head cut off. Mm. Like, I know, like literally like when I pull up there, it's on the corner of property and I drive by the property that I hunt. Yeah. And I was just driving right by it and I see it there. I'm like, I know exactly what that was. What that is. That you probably didn't have a tag for it. Probably never going to get a tag for it. And it just. Yeah. And someone cut the head off and they took the antlers. That'd probably be one of them, I mean, for 10 point, probably pay the money to have that one mounted. Yeah, why not? I'd figure. Do right? something I mean, with it. Did your dad, no, your dad did the, he just did the, uh, the rack. Mount. Yeah, yeah on the, the, the eight point that he picked up. Yeah, he had the head, had the head slice, the skull. Yeah, I still, I didn't even look. Yeah, I know it got mounted over where uh, where Sam was sleeping mm-hmm. up in the cabin. I was like, yeah, I go check that out. And I completely... I know we had the deer hanging out around the back of the house. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look, deer. Never even looked at the fucking thing hanging on the wall. Yeah. That's where the dog's losing their damn mind. It's like, yeah, deer staring at you four feet away. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, it's absolutely crazy to me that they are like, I mean, if you, it's almost like they understand like a window and a door and a wall. Like, no fear. Yeah. Open that door, then they freak out. And it might just be the noise. But it's just, it's crazy how like up there, how different it is. Because here... I think I've gotten within 50 feet of a deer once when I worked at a I worked at a condo complex mm-hmm. in the middle of Sterling Heights of all damn places where there's basically no real forest land mm-hmm. or anything like that. We had a, two does and a buck wandering around. I'm like, how the how the hell did you guys get here? It's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, middle of Sterling Heights, 16 and uh, 16 John R. Mm-hmm. And I know you were saying before, there's out by Troy, which is just up the road. There's but like how. How many roads did you have to cross to get here? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy. And up there, yeah, no fear. Well, the dog got out and chased him down the road. <laughs> that sucked. I thought for sure she was gone. <laughs> I was, yeah, when you came back after like five minutes, I'm like, okay, so either you're like, she's gone mm-hmm. or he got her real fast. And yeah, you said she just came down the hill all excited. Like, look what I did. <laughs> yeah. Jumped in the truck. I think they kept running. She was like, ooh, I'm tired. <laughs> 
this actually honestly the, the saving grace to that was probably the fact that we had just walked whatever like seven miles or yeah. something and they were with, with us and they were dead tired uh-huh. that yeah no if we hadn't done that i'm sure they probably just yeah see ya. she probably would have just kept going until she could couldn't go anymore and then that was it <laughs> yeah and where the hell am i now yeah she came running down the hill like i did good <laughs> but it was a sick weekend i mean honestly it was a lot of fun i'm, I'm ready for the class sort yeah. of i'm excited for the class i'm not ready for the class you know, sam and i got to work on like curriculum how we're going to present it mm-hmm. i know we were all throwing around ideas between like a oh, we do a powerpoint like eh, like, eh might lose maybe, people at that point yeah so yeah maybe just like copy maybe a couple slides and then give everybody copies of a map or something it's really you gotta get kind of creative with how you're gonna do the, like the the teaching piece of it rather than like everyone gather around this map like well can't do that because covid yeah and it's like oh we can print these huge maps then it gets not cost effective so then I gotta I gotta sell it to everyone to to make sure that people are actually show up. Yeah. So that's gonna be the hard part. And, yeah. You know, and just saying. Do your like, job, dude. God. Yeah. Just saying, you know, like, the hey, recreation man. Yeah, I gotta figure it out. So he's really good good times. Tell him uh, you gotta come. Whatever Sam did in the military, just be like, look at he's he's a real deal, man. Mm-hmm. I'm literally thinking about making a video or something with him, and just here is. <laughs> I don't know, make, shoot a gun or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we'll figure it out. Just anything to pull people in. Yeah, just to get them in there. I feel like it'd be one of those things, if you do it good the first year, you'd be set, and you can mm-hmm. do it for a couple of years, and like, cool. But one bad experience, it's like, well, that's dead. Yeah, definitely. It, it's, screw that. I Never think again. definitely doing the, um, like, teaching people, like, how to get from point A to point B and actually having them do it. Yeah. And then closing off the day, like, you know, we kind of said with a game. Like cap game of capture the flag or somewhere you can like you know here's a like a practical application behind it or like, yeah or something this know. group needs to get to this spot Dude, but actually, don't still, get intercepted if, by this other group if you're if your insurance company didn't suck balls so hard you guys like there's good spots that you do, you do paintball oh, yeah. or something like, dude uh some of those valleys we were walking through i was like man this is awesome like, oh, yeah, insurance company would probably kill that idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say the members would kill that one first. They'd be like, you're going to spread paint out back there? Like, you it's guys just a little. get out. It's just a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but it, it is. It's wide open. You have plenty of space for good stuff like that. Yeah. You said catch the flag or paintball. When I first or, put, or, uh, put the idea to the rest of the committee, um, I said, like, oh, yeah, we can do, like, a – a nice open game of capture the flag. And I was just thinking like around like the rifle range and that general area. Yeah. And then one of the guys in there was like, dude, you got 10,000 acres of open woods. <laughs> wow. Well, just blow there. this bitch up. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, seriously. We were just driving a lot to come to those, a couple of those roads and just like naturally wide open areas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Or even doing something like, I think we talked about like doing like an overnight camp out in one of the fields or something. Cause like, it's crazy. Like how much clearer the sky is up there. Oh yeah. I know it's the same sky, but like, damn, it's, it's way different. Mm-hmm. And that would be cool. I don't know if I could do it an overnight out there. No, uh, I know what's out there. <laughs> yeah. People well, say there's no wolves up there, but I've heard them. It's, uh, I mean, it's a cool idea on paper, right? Yeah. It's, it's, I've heard them. I've been out there in the in the pitch black. It is not comfortable. <laughs> if yeah, I was able to maybe sit out there and have a fire, and you know, kind of get to acclimate with it, but I don't know if I sleep very well. 
Really? Yeah, it'd, it'd be. I mean, you start hearing those coyotes start howling. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and there are bears. They are there. Never seen them. Yeah. My parents, actually, my dad just saw one. Oh, there. really? Yeah, they were the week before we were up there. Or they, we got up there Friday. By the cabins? Yeah, they let no, they were oh, okay. they were off the property, but they were driving near. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just my dad looked down a road and went, Holy crap, bear <laughs> Yeah, I know they're up there. I know northern Michigan and the upper peninsula, they got a pretty uh, decent bear population. Yep. Not that they come near people on purpose. It's usually like an accidental encounter. Yeah. Or, you know, they're like looking for food or something, which mm-hmm. again the clear cutting thing, I don't know if that plays into it or not, like I just you displace a population type deal. Yeah. But I mean I wouldn't want to be out there either and see an, an elk. Like say if I'm sleeping in a tent and I hear something and open up it's a big elk there. I'm like, Nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I like have people stay up through the night and keep a fire going, take turns like sleeping in shifts or something just to yeah. make some noise or something, keep people away. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I think about that. It's like <laughs> Yeah, maybe just like a fire and then like when it hits like two AM like all right, we'll see. Everybody go home. Like, mm-hmm. bye. I've We're been out there now. at 2 a.m., and it's quite wild out there. It's so dark, too, because mm-hmm. there's no light. Yeah. There's literally no light. Not a street light, not a mm-hmm. anything. Just like when we went out and looked for the elk out there. It was, you know, you just come up on this field in the dark, and then you just see this thing. It's like, oh, oh my god, That gosh. scared the shit out of me the first time, because it was like 60 feet from the road. I'm like, yeah. holy, look at the size of that bull. Uh-huh. It's like a 12-point or something, and there's what, like five or six uh, cows or something. Uh-huh. And they're huge. They're just there. Until you actually see one up close, it doesn't, like the gravity of that just doesn't. And you don't think about it because you don't see them, and then you put the light on them, and it's like, they're here. They, they're, st- they're still there. Yeah. Even though we're leaving, it's done. Ironically, still there. the one where we had that encounter was the, I think it was like the last rye field we had to go grab coordinates from on the field way back. Five. Yep. Yep. And driving down the road, I was like, Jake, what are you doing? Turn that fucking light on. And it's like, bang, 60 feet. Yeah. A lot of, maybe probably like closer to 40. They were right there. Mm-hmm. It was just that tall grass that <laughs> was separating us from them. I'm like, that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have an encounter with that without my car. <laughs> no no I can, I can you can miss me with that for sure yeah they're they're huge but uh but yeah it was a good weekend man and uh i'm definitely excited for the class so yeah that'll be fun but um that's all we got for you guys this week um we're gonna have more on this sam's gonna come on we're gonna do a little bit more in-depth dive on the scouting uh and then certainly um if if we can we can get this class uh put together we'll definitely obviously be talking about that too it should be a real interesting and uh, fun experience for everybody i think you need to do a live podcast from the ranch that weekend i can probably do that i don't know if i can do it live uh i could try maybe record from yeah, there i can least. do that that would be sick i can get some other people there for you too i don't know people up there they're a little different well they're from here <laughs> <laughs> it's not that lot it's not much better <laughs> but uh all right, until next time, you guys, like we said, uh, big shout-out to MyMedic.com, our new sponsor. Head to the uh, website, Mindset20, for 20% off. And until next week, guys, get out there, train, and be prepared. <laughs>